Hey, this is Chris Munns, and this is Ladbrokes, Road to the Cup. Signal from behind, and they're racing in the Lexus Melbourne Cup. Explosive Jack. I won 42 Group 1 races. Amongst them, the Epsom, the Goodwood, the Stradbroke, Doncaster, and Metropolitan Handicaps. I won the Caulfield Cup. Descarado won the Caulfield Cup for game. The Cox Plate. Somerville, three quarters of a length, the fields of Omar. Golden Slippers. Crowd in front, and Trowell wins the slipper for Chrissy Munts. In the lead-up to Australia's greatest race, I'm going to talk to some of my best mates who have all played a part in the race that stops the nation. There'll be some great stories and memories from some of Australia's best jockeys and trainers who have all played a part in the world-famous race. How's Cathy, mate? Yeah, good, mate, thanks. I've got her working. I've yeah. got her working. She's out the yeah, farm today, so... Well, she's, the only, she's the only one who does any fucking yeah, work. Yeah, of course, yeah. left to go now. Maccabi Divas racing up. Envoy's trying to go with her. They've got to Portland Singer and Lachlan River. Here comes like a Falcon and excellent. But Maccabi Diva clear with 100 metres to go. Excellent runs to second. Olajun runs on, but a champion becomes a legend. Maccabi Diva... Hey, Bossy, how are you, mate? The... Um... You've been retired now uh, since 2021. And what, uh, what, what, you, what was your main reason for wanting to call it quits? Oh, there's probably a few reasons, Chrissy. Um, 52 years old. Um, the big reason, Chris, was I just was not getting up for the grind anymore. Um, I'd really lost the, the, the ability to go to the track, chase hard. You know, and, and once you lose that ability to stay in the grind and just keep bashing away and you know, go to the track every day and turn it up for tracks of the races. And mm. you know that, that you just know that that's your time, mate. Um, Cause that's been my whole life, you know, addicted to the grind, addicted to the making the phone calls, getting all those good horses and mm. uh, getting the job done. And I just, I kind of made a promise to myself, as soon as I started to feel my shift in my psyche, as far as that was concerned, yeah, I'd um, make that call. And like, I, you know, 52 years old, I, I kind of thought well I've done enough in this industry physically I'm still good I'm still intact all my limbs are still good yeah um, I wouldn't say my head's really good but um yeah you know you know it's like Chrissy you just you just you just know in your mind yeah yeah and do you miss it like do you miss any part of the racing industry at all like the riding anymore or yeah I miss I miss the boys um that's the fun part you know going into walking into the jockey's room and giving the boys a hug and mm. you know swapping all the bullshit stories that we go on with you know and yeah. I definitely will miss that. Um, I have missed that. Um, the horses, yes, I love riding horses, um, but I've had that opportunity to get on horses uh, since I've retired, just in a more casual way, which I've absolutely, absolutely loved. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, Chris, to, to be at that level that you want to be at, and which we are, you and I have been privy to be at most of our lives, Yeah. mate, you've got to be addicted to the grind. You've got to be going hard 24-7. And, uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And what about training? You never never thought of turning your hand to training or having a go at training? Not at this stage, Chris. No. No, not at this stage, mate. Um, I'm just kind of enjoying what I'm doing at the moment. Um, I, like I said to you, I said this to you ages ago, I've, I never say any no to, net, to every, anything. Um, I would have thought, no, I would never train a racehorse. Would I be good at it? Yes, I, I would be good at it because, as you and I know, we spent most of our lives together riding horses. Um you know, when you understand the animal so well, there's no doubt that you can train horse um, and probably be pretty good at it. But um, at this stage, that stuff's on the back burner. Now, before we go talk about Melbourne Cup, Melbourne Cups and um, all your highlights, the Everest, the Everest is about to come up, and, and you've obviously won it. What was your feeling like when you when you did win it? Uh, that was an amazing experience, Chris. You know, um, I was privileged to get on uh, an incredible cult 
an incredible athlete, and I actually only got to ride him twice in my career. Mm. I rode him in a track gallop the Saturday before at, at Ram Week um, because he was to have blinkers on for the first time, and um, and Chris didn't know how he'd react, you know, going into the you know the into the birdcage area at Ram Week. It's a bit of a different amphitheater, mm. so we took him there on a Saturday before, happened to be races at Ram Week. We give him a track work gallop. Um, and I got off and nearly declared him in the Everest. I said, mate, this is just, this is something special, this cult. Mm, mm. Um, he gave me goosebumps just in a gallop. I only went about 36 on him, you know, just to just to canter up the line, you know. Mm, mm. Um, so I was pretty excited about getting there on the on the Saturday after. Um, so winning the Everest, Chrissy, yeah, you're, to answer your question, mate, it, it took me back to 05, winning that third Melbourne Cup on that on that mare. It was um, it was an uh, a life changing experience, mm. um, a great moment. Um, just to be part of that whole momentum of that week, that was that was that that was what got me. I thought, well, we're on. He, you know what, Chrissy? He he rubbed, he run, he broke ten seconds there for a furlong. You know when he put him away, when he put him away. Mm, mm, yeah, that's that's only reserved for only very very special animals. Nature's trip of the two hundred to in front the red zone. Yes, yes, yes is winding up further back then to Trekkie and Sandra Lane. The cult. Yes, yes, yes takes the lead. Sandra Lane is charging at the end. Yes, 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 wins the Everest. A three-year-old has won the third edition of the Tav Everest, but all of a sudden he becomes something like a 40 or $50 million coach and he's broken the track record. And this year, obviously, we've getting, getting a lot of rain down there. What's your thoughts this year? Well, how, how are they going to beat the world champion? Um, you know, he's uh, he went to Ascot and smashed him up. He's last year's winner. There's not, there's not a sprinter in, in the world that can get near him at the moment. Um, I've been talking to J-Mac. We had a lot of conversations about this horse and about everything, but he just said, mate, this horse is eight-year-old and he's actually finally learned to be a proper racehorse. It's incredible. He's, he's actually hasn't stopped improving to this point. We're talking about nature strip, sorry. Um, and he said now he is the complete animal. You know, imagine that, an eight-year-old just finally getting it right in the last sort of season and a half. So, Mate, they, they, honestly, if he turns up in his right manner and his right frame of mind, they just don't beat him. Simple as that. Nature Strip in front of Eduardo. Nature Strip kept going. Eduardo. Mars Crusade is jumping out of the ground. Just missed. Nature Strip clings on. He's king of the mountain this time. Nature Strip from the fast finishing Mars Crusader and Eduardo. Oh, he's a monster. And to see him come out and just put his, his first up run back, to see him come out and put his head on his chest, sit off another one, just so relaxed and just, just mm. chase it down like, you know, this is a nature strip we haven't seen before, you know, like honestly. I mean, we know how good he is, but now we're seeing something different. We've seen a better nature strip than we've ever seen. Yeah. So he's unbeatable, right? You know, and people don't realise, you know, he's eight years old, but he, he has probably, he has four runs a year. You know what I mean? Four or five runs every year. Yeah. I mean, he's been, well placed. You know, he's, he's been very well handled. Yeah. yeah, he's been very well handled by Chris Chris Waller and his team. All right, mate. Well, before we get into the, the, the champion, Maccabi Diva... Obviously, you've got to talk about Jezebel and Champagne. That's part of the oh, itinerary. You, I knew you'd bring that up. <laughs> Here comes Champagne and Torfin's Melody is coming with her. Jezebel tackled by Champagne now. They reach the 200 metres. The New Zealand mares together. Jezebel and Champagne. Yorkshire pushing through from Torfin's Melody. Persian punch. Champagne from Jezebel. Champagne and Jezebel kicking back. Jezebel kicks on the inside. Jezebel beats Champagne and New Zealand Quinella. Persian punch third. Now, at any stage... At, at any stage, did you think you had me? At any I, stage, I had, I had you the whole way, you little bastard. And <laughs> I did a, I did a speaking job about this. Year. I did a speaking job yesterday, and 
this is what I bring this one up every time because I what I have I have you and I went toe to toe throughout our apprenticeship and then you come to Sydney and we're always going toe to toe and it's we have this great rivalry you know? yeah. and I straightened up on champagne I kicked away and I thought well I'm home here I'm going to win my first Melbourne Cup and here comes fucking Chrissy mate you know <laughs> just whacking away on Jezebel uh. and and that one that one hurt me you know but like but on the flip side of it is me good mate who won the race you yeah. know um, but it's a special, it's a special moment, Chris, isn't yeah, it? You know, it when is. you win your first Melbourne Cup. Oh, it is. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. And I've got to say, mate, I, I always lay claim to helping you. I always tell everybody I helped you win them three on Maccabi Diva because I taught you how to have patience. <laughs> oh, mate. You didn't, you, you didn't tell anyone how mine broke down that day, did no, you? No, I didn't say that. Again. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> but no, it sounds, but you know what? I'll, I'll cop that claim. If you, if I can cop a writing lesson of Chris Muntz, which I probably did most of my life. No, I don't mate, think you did, I'm mate. happy with that because... No, that was never no, the case, I did, mate. mate. I think you, know, you give her every chance, champagne, and I just think at the end of the day, they were two good mares. It was a good ding-dong finish, and, and uh, Jezebel was just a tough stay, yeah. I think, on the day. That was all. But, and they both got put through the fence in the Caulfield Cup, champagne and Jezebel, remember? Well, yours yours arguably should have won the Caulfield Cup, which probably won at the Melbourne Cup, right? So, you know, yeah. there's just there's sliding door moments, you know, in, our, in, in life in general, but yeah. especially in racing, there's so many moments that you look back on now and yeah. if that didn't happen, you know, it, it's like my mare, you know, if she won her Caulfield Cup the second, you know, before her second Melbourne Cup, mm. this, that changes history forever. She doesn't win a second Melbourne Cup and she definitely doesn't go... So, you know, it's just sliding door moments. Now we go to the champ, Maccabi. First day you rode her, what, did you, what could you pick about her? Like what was so, what stood out from her compared to any other horse? Oh, Chrissy, you know, there, there's, there's, there, are, uh, there are a few things that, and, and it, I'll, you, only I could explain it to you and you will get, I mean, I try to explain it to other people. You know, throughout our career, Chris, we got to ride some very good horses like we're talking bordering champions, right? I'd never got on a champion before I got on her, but you know, we'd ride some of the best horses in Australia. What got me about her is her ability to go so fast, but do it so easy. Mm. But the biggest factor when I rode her was her aerobic capacity. Um, you just couldn't hurt her. She, the further into a contest she got, the better she got. Mm. She had this incredible set of lungs. So she's carrying around a lot of oxygen through her body, you know, mm. massive, massive jowls massive nostrils she was she was pulling in hundreds and hundreds of liters every second of oxygen mm, mm. so that that allowed her to just not get fatigued you know mm, mm. um and you know she had this amazing action she had this incredible will to win she had this aerobic capacity which i hadn't seen before mm. and she was bloody fast yeah. so when you marry all that stuff together mm. this is when you got to, this is how you get towards getting towards a champion. Maccabi Diva in front. She's Archie, tries hard, but Maccabi Diva wins the cup. She's Archie second. Photo third over Pentastical Jardines. Look out with close up on the inside, Zagalia. You've got, you got a great horse already, but do they go to the next level? We don't know, but that's what it takes to have a, a, a superstar horse. Um, and then when you get the other things where they just do stuff like other horses don't do over certain periods of time, over certain distances, they beat other very good horses. Uh, that's what's called, that's what you define a champion. Yeah, and so obviously it's down in history. She's won three, but was the second one and or the third one any better than the first? Or Maccabi Diva clear. She's out by two lengths to Vinnie Rowe. It's Maccabi Diva clear, and she's going to do what no mare 
Shazman third, Elchman fourth. Her third, her third win was her softest victory of any race she'd ever raced in. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. She came off the back of winning that Cox Plate, and she beat you in the Cox Plate yeah, that right. year. Um, and you and you give yours a gun ride, and I give mine the shit ride, and uh, <laughs> she was still too good. I believe you come from last, and you never were around a horse, and nearly, and she just, you know. But um, yeah, she, she was so. You know, when you get these athletes, and they're so on the mark, you know, that you can't get them any better. Fitness, mentally, everything's just, you know, in a beautiful spot. Um, you know, the third cup, all I had to do, Chrissy, that day was not disappoint her. Just mm. get her in the right spot, do the right things and expose her at the right time and just let her do the rest. That's all I had. That was my job. That was all it was. And um, yeah, she was um, she was so on song that day. And it, it, and I, I firmly believe that she definitely had another season in her. Mm. I'm not sure another spring, but another autumn. But listen, it, it become too much for, for Tony, and, and they, they just said, "This is this is we've done. We've climbed at Mount Everest now, and that's that's what all we had to do. That's all we come to do. And yeah. what more do you have to ask for an athlete? Winning it in two thousand and five with that ride, obviously you were back, and as you said, you just had to give her a gun ride. Oh, no, mate, we've been we've both been in the situation many times, mate. There's a few factors that come involved. The trust that you have with yourself. To get the job done you just you know you, you just you just know that you're good enough mm, that's mm. so that's that becomes not a factor mm. then it's the trust that you have in the animal yeah and and you know exactly what button to push at what certain time you know how they will react mm, it's mm. Uh, so then 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 you just get you just marry it all up and yeah there's luck involved there's no doubt but you just go out there and you make your own luck generally you just because you know and and to be very honest chris i was so lucky on an animal like her you know when she won the her three cups or when she won the australian cup or she won the bmw you could match her her times up her last thousand last half mile last 600 was quicker generally every time every time there's a stat that says her her sections were quicker than the group one sprint or the top sprint that day is that right so what i'm saying is i was yeah, unbelievable. Her stats are amazing, mate. It, it, there's just there's records to say that she was quicker than the Group One sprint that day over those over the last half mile. Mm. So I was always in a position where I could just sit longer than anyone else. I just I knew what I had when I let it go. Mm. So mm. I could not. I didn't have to do anything at the thousand. I didn't have to do anything at half mile. Mm. I actually didn't have to do anything at the six hundred. Mm. I basically had to just make sure I, I just had clean air at the four hundred meters mark. Mm. Everyone else has done their thing by then. Mm. I'm still sitting. Yeah. So all I do is just make sure that I had nothing in front of me when I let it go, because if there was, she was going to run out of the top of it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was just, yeah. so I, it was, she become a very easy ride for me. Champion becomes a legend. McCovey Deber has won it from over on Azune. Excellent. It is the greatest Melbourne Cup win of all time. That was the ability of that, that, that great mare. She'd give good horses yeah. good starts and smash them. Like she still holds her. 2000 meter record at when she beat them in the uh, Australian Cup. She still holds the record over 2000 meters at, at Flemington. You know, people thought she was just a soft track and she needed wet tracks. Yeah. No, she didn't need any of that. She just, uh, she was just a good one. She got to 2000 and above. So, mate, now you've retired. You've been almost retired a year now. What's, uh, how do you feel going in the middle of the carnival? You, you still get a bit antsy when you, when you watch the big races or, or how do you feel? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, Christy, I think what I'm going to get antsy is, um, I'm doing Channel 10 for the four days of the carnival at Flemington. Yep. So, so starting with obviously Derby Day, 
I'm pretty I'm pretty confident that I, that's when I'm going to get antsy. Probably walking into the rooms and seeing the boys doing their thing, you know. And it's only a year ago that I was doing the same thing, you know. It's kind yeah. of definitely that's when it's going to get antsy. But um, on the on the flip side of it, Chrissy, I'm going to be on front of the camera telling stories now about you know what it's like to be on that side inside the inside that cauldron inside the jockey's room, mm. what it's like to get ready for a Melbourne Cup or a Derby, you know, and all these great races that we have in the spring. Yeah. So it's just I'm kind of embracing that moment now because, yeah, my, my time has come and um, I just have to accept that now and then just get on with what I'm doing now. Yeah. And you moved into the media with Labrokes. How's that going? Oh, mate, it's been a blast. Um, they're a great company. Um, they basically just threw everything at me and said, what do you want to do? And then um, when I ask them, what I, when I tell them I would like to have, I have an idea and they come back to me within a week, say, mate, we're doing that. Mm. Um and at the bottom of the, when I signed the, virtually the contract, at the bottom in big letters was have fun. Basically, yeah, right. That's what they want. Yeah, if you're yeah. having fun, they're having fun, and so is the audience. That's all they want. Yeah. Um, they're, they're actually, they're far more than a betting company. They're really starting to show that with their content at the moment. They're giving back, they're putting content back into the industry, entertaining people. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, they're much more than a betting company, this company. They're, they're actually turned into a real entertainment yeah. uh, platform. Much different to writing, is it, or how, how different is it compared to when you're writing the the operations? <laughs> oh, mate, this is so different. It's like standing in front of cameras, Chrissy, and learning a whole new genre. It's been nervous and bit bit. Um, uh, I've been a bit scared about doing it sometimes, you know, like because it's it's a whole new whole new setup for me, you know, and learning learning lines and doing stuff and yeah. Um, I'm, I'm slowly, I'm slowly getting better at it and, and getting more comfortable in front of that in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's 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 a whole new genre, Chrissy. That's something I've had to learn. Um, but hopefully, I'm starting to get more comfortable and it, it comes across in front of the camera. All right, mate. Well, we're a month out now. So if you had a choice, who, who do you think you'd like to be riding in the cup? If you'd asked me a week ago, I was hoping, I was thinking Juez. I thought she was the one, but she just hasn't come up, mate. You know. Mm. I was disappointed with the first two runs, and I thought, well, she maybe she's, you know, they're, they're not the right trip. But then I was thinking, you know, the good horses, it doesn't matter about the right trip; they still run good, you know, the good ones. Yeah. So I was starting to question her even the before last before her last run. Yep. And then she's come out of the last run and disappointed. Um, so I've completely dropped off her. She she can't win a Melbourne. It, they have to be too well. They have to have it all going good to win a Melbourne Cup. That's right. There's one that's coming for overseas. A horse called Loft. Right. Which has really taken my attention. He'd take my attention a month ago. Um, J-Mac's going to ride him. Uh, we've had a lot of conversations with J-Mac about riding this horse, and we both come down to the same opinion. He's a horse that's kind of well-weighted. Uh, he's got great form. He's got great stats over two miles. He's got great stats on dry tracks, wet tracks. Yep. He's a lightly raced horse. He's travelled and done it. Mm. He won the Breeders' Cup two-mile race in America. So he's ticks. He ticks a lot of boxes. Yeah, sure. And when I'm looking to assess a horse for the Melbourne Cup, that's the type of horse I look for. You just keep ticking off boxes. And if there isn't a box that hasn't been ticked yet, you look at why it hasn't been ticked mm. and try and find out, you know, is it right? Is it, has it been there before? Is that why it had, or, or what? So this one ticks all the boxes for me, mate. It's got a lot going for it. And it's got J-Mac going to ride it. Uh, he'll probably continue to firm in the markets because I think it's a very, very thin race on top. This year, I think it's 
the depth isn't there, so it's going to be a light race this year. The kid's going to, the kid that's right is going to break all the records, so yeah, uh, he might as well, you know, he's he's uh, he's taking it all before him. So give it a good steer, the record's just going to his record's going to keep tumbling, mate, when he keeps riding. All right, mate. Well, it's been good talking to you. Mate, always good to talk to you, Chrissy. Say good day to, to Kath yep. and uh, the family for me. All right, mate. And, um, mate, keep up the good work, pal. All right, mate. I might see you down there. I hope we do see each other down there. We're going to have a beer together. Well, give, give me a call, mate. Give me a call. Right up. Will do.